Simon Hartman is General Manager of Store Corporation Management Consulting. He's an expert in sales and after-sales. With years of experience in the automotive industry in more than 40 foreign markets, he's my guest of today. And as always, when I talk to my guests, I am interested of what is not obvious, what is not yet written on the sales pages. Let's have a look behind the scenes of Simon's responsibility and experience when it comes to corporate integrity. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes, detect threats and take measurements to protect the most precious assets? As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. To leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity, and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, executive or non-executive, a business professional, a corporate integrity leader or on your way there. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact. Founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts with the different formats for corporate integrity leadership with the vision to protect and secure assets, reputation and actionability, yours and the one of your organization. Why? because corporate integrity matters to all of us. But now, let's listen to Simon. Hey, Simon, so great to have you here. And we already had a, a nice talk before, but now we also have to invite our guests. So thank you that you joined uh, the invitation. I think it's not usual because I know that you are under pressure right now. You told me already um, <laughs> what kind of projects are in the pipeline and the ones you are already working on. So it would be great if you could also share your experience when it comes to corporate integrity with our listeners. I already introduced you. We know that you are an expert in sales and after sales. Um, automotive is one of your core topics, but not only. Um, so my first question is, what does corporate integrity mean to you as a general manager? Because we know that you are that, but not only that, also when it comes to your client and work you do. Because I think you have a few challenges to orchestrate um, because interests, interests are so different. Yeah, first of all, Sonia, it's a pleasure to be a part again in your talk. And I really enjoy this session, especially um, if it comes to integrity. I think exactly you have to deal with separate roles. So first of all, for sure, as a channel manager, I think it's to having a function what you have to do all in your transparency. So this means that you have to execute the topics that you have to take care about your staff, about the HR management, but also about risks and compliance topics, what you have to deal with in each and every situation. So if it comes to partner, and this is often in the consulting area that you have some other experts in your team, you have to make sure that these third parties are also fulfilling the same values and aspects what you have to do. And for sure, it comes to the consultant topic. It's much more differentiated because then you have also your clients within the boat. 
But here, um, for me, the first priority is to doing the right things right and to take care about antitrust topics. Because for me, each and every customer is, um, yeah, a single person and a single and to protected area. That's really great that you also mentioned that because in in other um, discussions we had, we also talked about the background checks. And as I know that you also work with contractors on one side, but also with your clients. How does a background check look like before you start an engagement? Yeah, it is a big topic because often for sure you have all these possibilities to book the background checks. But um, this is a database and a database for sure gives you the first transparency. But for me, it's also to assess all this information in a second way so that you have you do your own screening, that you get in contact with the person, that you also have to evaluate what is really on the table. What I would also like to know is what kind of integrity topics are on your table, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Really, some examples you see. Yeah. Um, I think, in general speaking, it's if we are approaching something new, so new industries, uh, new customer groups. Here, really, we have to take care about local laws, about um, also regulations, what we have to consider. And we're doing, for example, a lot um, also within merchandising and giveaways. And here, the current trend is also to come up with sustainability solutions. And if you're doing that, it's for us, the EHST approach is here a common foundation that you not always have to care about organic cotton or GOT certification. You also have to take care about the social standards. So BSCI, m 4 another ratings of all these suppliers and vendors in the total supply chain should be really transparent. And this is a big, big topic right now because um, all companies, also the fashion companies, would like to have these raw materials with a good certification and a great rated company in back of that manufacturing process. And I think at the moment it's such a huge topic also because all the rating or the different ratings are not really comparable. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, it's a never-ending story because if you have finished your elevation, there's a new certification available. And um, for us, it depends on the product. It depends also on the target group, what you have to deal with. And to level out both, then you have to find a good way also with the quality expectations and also with the pricing and costing. Because um, at the end... For me, the first priority is always to have a product which is long-lasting because this is the sustainable topics ever. And then in second, we have to take care about the total supply chain. Mm-hmm. And here, maybe you have heard about, there will also be new laws coming up in 2023. Absolutely. It scares us. <laughs> the supply chain law, and especially in Germany and maybe then afterwards in Europe. And here we also prepare really for the transparency within these processes, within these workflows, but also within the um, certification side. When you look at the new um, supply chain law, and yes, it's really scary somehow, but I think it's very important that we do that because on on one side, you know, it's not new. It's not new at all. If you have a functional um, compliance management system, it shouldn't be a huge step to also um, fulfill the regulation. But when I also talk with my colleagues, not in, in in Europe, for them, it's even worse, or they—that's they, what they expect from that. How do you see that? Because I know that you're also in, a global, um, in global markets. How do they now react on it? Do they already react? Um, 
not so um, as they should do, because I think now a lot of companies for sure having these minimum standards and also get aware about all these quality topics. But if it really comes then to a change within the production to say, maybe let's eliminate the standard plastic, let's really take care about the packaging, also take care about the CO2 emissions that you get more and more neutral, then it comes always to the point that we really have to focus on all and each and every topic. And um, to clearly point it out, it comes always back to the risk assessment and evaluation. Because um, you have the one side, the regulations and the law, the other side, you have your approach. And if you starting your approach with the risk assessment, I think then you have done really created the homework. And afterwards, then it comes to the culture topics where for sure you need a clear speak up possibility for each and every member within the supply chain. But to set up the supply chain according to the new standards, these are really a big topic for many companies and our customers also. I think often it's, you know, it, we are not start, starting from scratch somehow because you already have a supply chain, but we have to assess it and see what needs to be done and what kind of priority do these tasks have. And I think that's also some, sometimes a political um, decision you have, to, not a political discussion, but a strategic decision. And that's what we have to make sure that also, you know, on board level, that they exactly know that it means much more than just having an additional controller there in place. It's a strategic decision what kind of supply chain we are going to have for the, for the future to make sure that we are going to survive. And I think it's a really important topic. It's part of integrity somehow because we go back to culture and we will also go back to leadership. Yeah, and it should be exactly, Sonia. It should be really high priority because at the end, if it comes to the final decision, it should not stop with a cost topic or with, um, say, the delivery times are always in front of my decision. So it's then um, the total approach and not a greenwashing topic and not um, PR and selling argument. And this is why we really need to encourage this topic in our daily decisions and operations. And what do you see? Because I have I have some experience. I have and I also have had a lot of discussions over the last few months regarding ESG, SDG, and whatever on different levels. So with clients, but also in our boards. And sometimes it's really interesting what other people um, think about that, what kind of perspective they have. And I think not all of them really want to have it on top because they fear of losing profit margins and whatever. But my my perspective or my opinion that it's absolutely clear. So we are we can only win with doing so. What do you see out in the market with your clients? Yeah, exactly. We have yesterday a talk who goes in the same direction where we ask, um, is it more from a controlling aspect or should be more in a leadership aspect? Or this is another story, maybe the sustainability reporting who getting more and more important. This is also what I really appreciate is maybe that then within this department, it should be also connected to all these new CMS, ESGT topics. Because here for me, it has a real home and also a clear dedication. And this is something what I also really like because not always the top management should be the only one. There should be also a clear and dedicated function who really takes over the responsibility for the development because Absolutely. an ongoing development should be really here and a clear um, recommendation from my side 
um, integrated into um, these strategy, mission, visions, but also into the operation and the processes at the end. Thank you for outlining development, because I think it's clearly a decision, a decision, a strategic position and responsibility from the top, but needs to be lived by everyone. It's a DNA you have or you don't have in your organization. And, you know, I think it's not enough if you just have a nice department doing so, being responsible for that. It's the same when we talk about cybersecurity. Cybersecurity is not an IT topic, not at all. It's a strategic topic as well. So the same is when it comes to SDG and ESG. It is a must-have and it's undiscussable that we need to, to make sure that we really foster integrity also there. If we take the data security topic into our mind, I think here we really see that these regulations now come to a high standard who are all aware about. And because we also have to deal in our private situation with these standards, if you take your cookies, if you apply to the new AGBs or whatever comes up, it's a part of it. And on the other side, then maybe if we now take care about the sustainability development, I hopefully, or let's hopefully see that we here have the same development that all getting aware and it's a daily life who will be also underlined with this. And here maybe to, to mention some topics, I think it's very important to be a role model each and every time, also for the employees, also for partners, but also to be confident um, for the customers and our initiators for new approaches so that you really take care about what are these development means at the end. And for sometimes it also means that we are a pioneer who really should develop something new and um, force against these standards who maybe are um, situated back in the past. So Simon, you remember, you are younger than I am, but maybe you also remember 20, 25 years back when we talked about compliance, nobody wanted to talk about compliance with us. And now, you know, it's it's not, we don't discuss it. We just know that we need to do that. Otherwise, we are not going to survive. And I really hope it's the same also for the SDG and ESG goals. We have to. So it's the same for cybersecurity. We have to protect our assets. So I hope that we go through the same transition as we did with the compliance. Yeah, and maybe here we have two coins of the metal. If we really take into consideration that also now the way of working change. So working from home, but also working more agile. These are new organizational topics also behind of each and every process. And if we take care about these workflows and these stakeholders within the workflow, I have the feeling that if we split up the responsibility, mix up the teams, having more diversity in the teams, this also really could help. And, you know, coming back to your different industry users, because I know that you do quite a lot in the automotive um, sector. You also talked about um, merchandising right now, also fashion industry. So when you compare the industries, industries you are in, is there some kind of trend you see, the ones which are maybe more developed than the others? Or could you elaborate a little bit on that? For me, the automotive industry really fulfills the highest standards because they are often so nitty-gritty and each and every detail and yeah, if I remember maybe here due diligence of the customer side, it's really one, one single point who stops the total due diligence until getting solved and transparency then is on the table. If you're going maybe more to these consumer industries, 
the raw material topic, the production manufacturing side are more in focus. But here now with the supply chain law, I see more comprehensive necessity also to getting all with the ESGD topics, um, not aware, um, but more in line. How can we make sure, because that's the, disc the discussion, or I think the topic we always have, um, compliance and sales needs to work together. And our goal is not to have more regulation. Our goal is to have the right regulation and doing the right thing, as you mentioned at the very beginning. So how can we make sure that we stay agile enough, but also compliant and fulfill the requirements we have on SDG, ESG level, but also not the laws? What is your recipe for that? Mm -hmm. Maybe if we add to this discussion point the customer expectation, then maybe it's getting clear that also the customer would like to have kind of standards fulfilled. So and for marketing and sales, this means for me always that we have to orient towards our markets, towards the customer, and take up these requirements as our competitive standards. And if we could form with our products, with our services, here a clear USP also for the company with fulfilling these compliance standards, then we have a great situation for also serving the markets. So this, I think it's the positioning of an, of, of, a, of, an, of, of an industry or maybe also just a brand, what they would like to fulfill. And I think also the time is speaking for us. You know, when you look at the automotive industry, I think they are much further than they were a few years ago, also when it comes to compliance, but also the fashion industry. It's, it's a client's need to fulfill the SG, um, ESG goals and SDG goals. Maybe even yes. more than from a pure investor-driven view, even though I don't understand that because I think also as an investor, you have to make sure that you invest in such kind of really not greenwashing companies, but taking it seriously and go for that. So um, if we also take the stock market here into consideration, I hopefully believe that we keep this good performance and this investment situation that sustainability standards are also supported by investors. So small st uh, startups, but also innovations, like we have it with the Green Tech Festival in Berlin and other developments. Uh, could be named here in Germany for supporting all these industries. So I think that the, the trend to impact investing is, is given, absolutely. So that's also what I see when we go to all these different um, markets and also the statements I have heard from huge professional investors, they really focus on these kind of topics because they, they have a longer view than maybe some, some other small investors right now. And um, I'm really grateful that we can go into that direction. It took quite a while, but I think we are we are on track right now. Yeah, and also the big companies see the possibility for having a good communication with these investments. But also maybe if I take you another example out of our merchandising developments, that we see the big big automotive companies now here really open for changing the standards from the past. So. Um, we came up here with really cool solutions that going also in the storytelling aspect to do something who makes the future better and take care really about um, our nature and the developments. 
not having giveaway merchandising products for the garbage, develop something for daily use, for mm -hmm. also emotional topics, but also for a big story behind of that. That's interesting. And I know you are not allowed to talk about it, but I'm curious when you are launching it. So, but now, Simon, our listeners are also interested in learning a little bit more about you. Have you ever been in a situation where, you, where your own integrity was challenged and how did you cope with that? Yeah, for sure. I think always if you deal with different kind of markets, with different kind of industries and projects, you always have the situation. And especially within project, it often comes to the situation where your personal reputation regards the opportunities, the risk, and also the progress in the project is somehow you have to balance with. And this is often that involves stakeholders, employees get really um, to get steered in one direction that you don't have the risk and the non-compliance. What would you say to your younger self, maybe 20 years back, um, when it comes to these kind of dilemma situations we all know? What do they, should they do? Here for me, I think it's really important to take care and not to get um, pushed too immediately in one decision so that you really considerate different kind of perspectives before you come to a decision that you always level out what kind of life experience maybe helps you to find here at the end a good decision. This is why I'm always happy to have a different kind of expert within our organization so that you have, for example, some engineers, you also have some retail consultants out of the market that you all could elaborate maybe what current issue do you have and how you get really solve this issue. Because um, non-compliance is always there and also the risk you have to balance are always there. But if you really take action into how you can stop it, how you can maybe also get rid of these issues and also maybe secure then the future progress and the work with your stakeholders in this process, This is a challenge. Thank you very much. And just one last question, because I know you care about sustainability, not because it's your job or your profession or your passion, not at all, but also because you're a father. What is your wish and impact you could have for the next generation? So my wish is that we see more role models outside who really also in each and every generation um, goes into the leadership and also forming new standards. Because what we have discussed before, and this is also my wish, is that we see an ongoing development and steady development, that we not stop and are satisfied with our state-of-the-art topics. We should always think about new innovations, new possibilities, and forming here additional competitive advantages. Great. And the impact you are having as Simon, as individual? My impact is, yeah, that really we should design business models for our customers that we came up with new cool merchandising solution to also have here a transition in the whole industry with setting up new benchmarks. Perfect. And what are your kids saying about you? My kids always love to see great cars, for sure. So if I 
doing my projects in the automotive industry, they are highly um, interested in what is going on there. And really, if you take the last 10 years and see maybe the next 10 years in development within the automotive industry, that there will be really a disruptive industry. And I'm really happy to see maybe what is possible in 10 years. And for my kids mean this, that I always would like to educate them in all these topics so that they all really learn it from small up to the grown up age. What are the possibilities and what can you do if you are self-confident and open-minded? So thank you very, very much, Ms. Simon. It was so interesting, but we have to stop at a certain time. I think we could also talk for hours right now. And we have so many different additional topics and not only corporate integrity, because at the end, it all goes together. And that's exactly what you elaborated today and also told our listeners and also myself. So thank you very much. And I wish you all the best, having a lot of impact and staying the hero for your little boys. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was really a pleasure and makes fun. This was the new episode of the Human Factor Corporate Integrity Matters. Following the motto, Corporate Integrity Secures and Empowers Individuals and Organizations. Thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stiernimann and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model. Take care and goodbye. Would you like to learn more, meet peers and getting qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered. Promised. And please do not forget, topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know.